yeah, everything's real time. You know, I've been asked a few times in my AI. I'm like, no, I'm a real nurse, I'm a real person. Like, I'm just, we're just on FaceTime right now. And I tell them that, I'm like, we're just on, you're just on FaceTime with your nurse right now. I said, you got two nurses, you got one on the floor, you got one in person, and we both work together to manage your, manage your admission or manage your healthcare while you're here, you know? So you, it's going to be the standard of care. That's what I'm getting at. Welcome back to the Work From Home Forever podcast, and I'm your host, Don. On this episode, we've got Ava Bethay on the program. She's the founder of the remote nurse staffing agency, Nurse Connect. So Ava, welcome to the program, and please tell us about yourself. Hi, Don. Thank you for having me. So yes, I am the founder and the CEO of the remote nurse staffing agency, Nurse Connect. Um, before I started the agency, I did work as a nurse. Well, I still do work as a nurse. So when I first graduated nursing school, I went straight into the hospital and I was what they call a float pool nurse. So basically I was a nurse that would get pulled to different units. If there was like a call out or a no show, they would call the float pool office and pull one of us off the team. And then we would go to that unit and support those nurses for the day. So I was a nurse that was all over the place. I worked on a lot of different units um, in the hospital. When I started working, it was during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I had graduated like COVID hit 2020. I graduated in 2021 and just hit the ground running. With that being said, um, I kind of got a little burnout in that role. I worked there for about a year um, as a float pool nurse. It was a a cool experience, but it was a challenging experience. So that's kind of my nursing background for now. Good. So welcome on the show. And thanks for giving a little bit of background about yourself. So, you know, if I think about it, nursing is not a profession that translates easily to a remote setting since you have these close encounters with patients. So when you were in school for your RN degree, was remote work, was that like an end goal for you that you were striving towards? Oh, absolutely not. In nursing school, we didn't even talk about remote nursing. Like, all the clinicals were bedside or urgent care or like everything was in person. And when COVID hit, I just think it sparked the need for remote nurses. Like seriously, like it was to the point it was not even part of my training. That's what I'm getting at. So my end goal was to be a CRNA, which is a registered nurse anesthetist. So I wanted to be the nurse that puts you to sleep before surgery. So really, I was trying to get into the ICU. That was my whole nursing dream right there. Then it switched. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know you talked about you came out of school. It was right in the heart of the pandemic. um, Really challenging times, I know, for especially for folks working in healthcare. So was there like anything that you saw or experienced specifically during that time that shaped your decision to, you know, service patients in a remote environment? I can't say that because of what I saw made me want to service patients remotely. Like working remotely as a nurse, it wasn't in the back of my mind or even we'll talk about how I got there, but I wasn't even aware that that was an option for me. So what what I was seeing and what was happening in the pandemic was because I did not feel like I was able to practice safely in that environment as a nurse anymore. It was a lot of high stress and it was a lot of decisions that had to be made like right off the cuff. And as nurses, we do everything we can to to, uh, protect our nursing license. And during that time, like whatever went, went because COVID was just 
rampant throughout the hospital. So they were, I feel like I put in positions as a nurse to make decisions I did not need to be making. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like a lot of nurses felt like that. They, they were pushing us to do stuff we were not comfortable doing. So that's ultimately the reason why I decided to walk away from the hospital in that environment because the pressure on the nurse was too strong for me, kind of out of my scope, the things they were kind of asking us to do, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, that the pressures that you just talked about, I mean, you mentioned it early on, right, in the, in the intro where you heard, a, you talked a lot about the burnout in the healthcare field. So, you know, from your experience, how can virtual nurse careers address that burnout? So sure, yeah, uh, I like that question. So the type of virtual nursing that I currently do right now is known as inpatient virtual nursing. So the patients have cameras on top of their TVs inside of their hospital rooms. And then that's how the virtual nurse conducts admission assessments. They do the discharge process, the clinical rounding, the medication sign off, the mentoring of other nurses. So you definitely get pulled away from that heavy stimuli that's in the hospital. And the only reason why I keep going back to the hospital, because that's the only other place I've practiced as a nurse. Um, that's where a lot of nurses practice and get burned out. So uh, with the remote work, it decreases a lot of that stimuli, that like alarm fatigue that, you know, you get in the hospital, all the alarms going off. And then like just the high pressure environment itself is super uncontrolled. When you clock into work, you do not know what's going to happen next, um, what your patient's going to be like, who you're, who you're, who's on your team. Like, so there's so many factors that contribute to burnout, I believe. And I feel like remote work kind of eliminates a lot of those factors for me anyway. Like, like sitting down trying to chart on a patient, but you're constantly interrupted by things going on around you. Like, the call bell's going off or you need to go sign off on a medication or like there's so many things happening in your environment that's so uncontrolled and day in and day out, it kind of beats you up a little bit. But with remote work, that kind of, that slows way down a lot. So I feel like curves burnout. That makes sense. No, it does. And I mean, certainly it's it's something that, uh, you know, we, we talked about a past guest who talked about healthcare working in healthcare through the pandemic and a lot of those challenges. So there's a lot of news stories published about how the stress of working in that kind of, you know, chaos, especially when people didn't have, you know, proper PPE. Um, mm -hmm. I think the, you know, the hospitals, I would read stories about the hospitals being overrun uh, with mm -hmm. a lot of patients. So I, that, that certainly takes its toll on people, you know, from a mental health standpoint, from a physical standpoint, running from place to place. So I totally um, understand and I totally get it. Yeah, there was a lot going on at that time. Even though I work remotely, I still work in the hospital systems. So I see that I feel like we still have not fully recovered from that, you know, chaos from the pandemic. I feel like it's still it's still so much work to do just recovering from all that. It's still going, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. So can you talk to us more about the virtual nurse practice? Like what's a typical day for a remote nurse? Okay. Uh, that's a good question. So I do what is called inpatient virtual nursing, which is kind of a newer position in nursing. That's why when you asked me earlier if that was even part of my training, I quickly told you no, because this position was born from COVID, I feel like. So I'm going to get into that a little bit. So the inpatient virtual nurse, okay, this is how we service the patients. They have cameras on top of their rooms, I mean, on top of the TVs in their rooms, and the virtual nurse calls in. They're like, hey, it's the virtual nurse. Is it okay if I turn the camera on? 
and the patient will say yes. And once the patient says yes, then we turn the camera on. And it's like a big FaceTime call in the middle of the hospital room. That's the best way I can explain it. And with that being said, these virtual nurses are there to help support the bedside nurse by doing, um, we call them administrative tasks, like heavy documenting that's required in healthcare. So when a patient first comes to the hospital, we have to do what's called an admission assessment, where you basically just interview the patient um, about their past medical history, vaccines, medications. And that and that process can take anywhere between 30, 45 minutes, maybe to an hour, depending on who you're talking to. But now with the inpatient virtual nurse, you can delegate that task and the virtual nurse can do it over the TV without being in the room with the patient. OK, so that's one of the things that virtual nurses. Well, that's what I do throughout the day. Um, same thing with the discharge process. Um, we'll come over the TV through the camera and we'll go over the discharge instructions with the patient. So, you know, when you leave the hospital, that packet um, that you get with all your instructions in it. We can go over that with the patient. We share our screen. It's like a, we're doing a presentation and we share our screen with all the information they need for discharge and they've got the packet in their hand and we're reviewing it together like that. And again, the nurse doesn't even have to be in the room. It's all virtual. The virtual nurse can also do things like medication sign-offs. So sometimes when you're giving a patient medication, it requires two nurses to administer. You just need a witness. So Sometimes it's hard to get another nurse to get in the room with you with all everything that's going on in the unit. So the virtual nurse can come in through the TV using the camera and they can use the camera to sign off on things like blood that requires another nurse, heparin that requires another nurse, um, kind of things like that to kind of streamline the workday for the bedside nurse and to keep the patient safe by having another nurse verify that this is the right drug, route, all that. Um, using the virtual nurse. And then the virtual nurse can also do clinical rounding. So in the hospital, we have hourly rounds that we have to do on the patients to prevent falls, things like that, catch if somebody's deteriorating. Now you can delegate these to the virtual nurse and they can round on your patients three times a day, four times a day, whatever you need, just to have another set of eyes on the patients. And then the last thing the virtual nurse is responsible for is educating. So if the patient gets, the doctor orders the patient a new medication, you know, the bedside nurse can be like, hey, can you go educate my patient on Lovenox or whatever? And then we'll call into the room through the camera on top of the TV and we'll do patient education. And then they can also offer mentorships. So you can also help the nurses that are on the floor. So if they're in the room, they have a question about something, call the virtual nurse, try to get it squared away. And that's really like what it looks like to work as a virtual nurse in the hospital, if that makes sense. No, it does. And actually, I did not realize this, this even existed in this capacity. So exactly. I mean, you're like <laughs> at the forefront. I mean, maybe it's really well known within the healthcare industry, but you know, I'm not in it's healthcare, not. but it's, uh, that's super awesome. Like, so is it like a test pilot in your it area? Is. Or is it widespread? Um, Virtual nursing is still like in its infancy right now. I think they're still testing it, right? So where I'm at, where I'm working as a virtual nurse, we've been piloting this on two floors in the hospital. The goal is they want this to go hospital-wide. They want every floor on the hospital to have a virtual nurse or be working with virtual nurses in some capacity. So yeah, it's still like, even when the providers walk in the room, they're like, oh, I didn't even know we had virtual nurses. You're like, what? What are you doing here? So it's still some of those things that's progressing. Like even the patients, the, the patients, they're, they're with it. And then sometimes they're not. So if I'm working on a 24 bed unit, maybe two patients out of that whole unit will decline having a virtual nurse. 
but everybody else they're like oh my gosh i love this this is awesome you know i love being able to see somebody talk to somebody about what's going on you know if the doctor hasn't seen me yet that type of thing if i have questions i can ask you like some patients are just in love with this so it's it's still being trialed so it's growing though it's growing i love it so how long have you been working in this you know this trial like capacity in this remote yeah. setting um, two years. Um, this will be my second year working as a virtual nurse. So yeah, it's exciting. Most of the units that we do service on are like either ICU, ER, and then what we call just general medical surgical. So I really believe they're trying to get it to mother, baby, OR, PEDS, PICU, NICU. Like they're trying to get it to all of those units, but they're just trialing it out on these, I guess these higher turnover units first. And I mean, I think if you think about it as well, like, you know, let's hope there's not another pandemic, you know, around the corner, like, like COVID. Right. Um, and I mean, you know, the cases are spiking up and what's whatnot. So there's still, you know, times where there's a lot of heavy load, but what you described, I mean, this capability will allow hospitals and patients to get, you know, one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. care. I mean, this is not like, this is not like a YouTube video of saying like, Hey, here's your discharge, <laughs> general discharge information. I mean, this is specific to the patient, you know, like you came in for this, this is what the doctor told you. This is your specific care plan. Here's who to follow up with exactly. when, and it's real time, right? It's not like, it's like I said, it's real not like a, a video. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Everything's real time. You know, I've been asked a few times in my AI and I'm like, no, I'm a real nurse, a real person. Like I'm just, we're just on FaceTime right now. And I tell them that I'm like, we're just on, you're just on FaceTime with your nurse right now. I said, you got two nurses, you got one on the floor, you got one in person, and we both work together to manage your, manage your admission or manage your healthcare while you're here, you know? So you, it's going to be the standard of care. That's what I'm getting at. That's awesome. I, again, I learned something new every time I record the show. So <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. So um, Ava, as, as you're speaking here, one of the questions for me, like when I think about healthcare, it's, it's personal, right? I mean, it's, it's me because I've yeah. got a condition or a patient's got a condition and it's all personalized service. So how do you build rapport and how do you build trust with your patients in this remote approach? Sure. That's a, that's a great question. So remember when I was talking, I was talking about the clinical rounding and you can, we can round on the patients mm -hmm. as often as we need to. So during those clinical rounds, that's when we're building that rapport. Hey, Mr. Jones, do you have any questions about your, you know, about your procedure that you had earlier today? No, but I am kind of hungry. Did the doctor say I could have a, put in a diet order? Oh, yeah, sure. Let me just check. Because you can see everything in their chart um, as the virtual nurse. So you're like, oh, yeah, we can check. We can see. And then, you know, while we're doing that, you know, how's your day going? Oh, it's going okay. You know, I just, uh, I was just working over the holidays. So when I was doing my rounds, talking to the patients, you know, asking them, you know, what their plans were after discharge, you know, for the holidays and things like that. So really during that clinical round is when you build rapport and the patients start to trust you, you know, they're expecting you. We have designated rounding times. So like 10, two and six. Oh, okay. I'm expecting to see my virtual nurse around these times. So if I'm in the room, if they're in the room and not at procedure or something, so they can kind of, you know, trust that you're going to come and speak to them and things like that. So that's during those clinical rounds, that's how you build your rapport. And I guess the other question I've got here is when you drop in on a patient and they give, you know, the approval, yes, you can, you can turn on the camera. Is the mm -hmm. technology there that you can see their vitals? You can see the latest, you know, like how there's vitals that always get 
taken every every so often every 15 minutes or whatever yeah. like is that all real time where you can see like hey here's what you're trending here's what your blood pressure your pulse mm-hmm. has been trending all that and whatever so is that is that all visual yeah. to you or can you see all yeah. that real time that's a good question so yes um so each hospital has their own um electronic medical record that they use so when we're rounding we have two screens. I have one screen where I can see the patient, like, and they can see me. And I have another screen with their, with their chart open. Okay, so while the people are on the floor are taking their vital signs, doing their labs, they're populating in, into this electronic medical record. So I can refresh their record while I'm on the call talking to them. You know, they ask me, "Hey, you know, what's my potassium today? I know I spread a little bit low. I got a supplement this morning. I just kind of want to see what the labs were, and I could just, I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem." I can just look it up right there in their chart in real time. Whatever, whenever they had their last lab drawn, I could pull that up in real time. They asked me about their vitals. I can pull those up if they were already taken originally in real time. Um, and that's why it's so important to still have people at the hospital doing this stuff because they're the one documenting on the patient constantly, their vital signs, their labs. I just really need to have access to be able to refresh it and see it. And then I can update the patient if they have a question on it. So I guess the answer to that is yes. So Ava, one of your motivations for finding a remote position was to be home with your daughter. Did you decide to prioritize working from home early on, or was there a pivotal moment where you needed to find a remote work solution? Right. So I will honestly say this remote position, it crept up on me. Like I mentioned earlier, I had no idea virtual nursing existed until the seed was planted. So I was was applying to a lot of jobs on Indeed, just trying to leave, you know, the hospital. And I got notified about this company that was hiring remote nurses. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do that just yet. And then, you know, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Working from home five days a week, 12-hour shifts, four days off. I mean, that would give me more than enough time that I feel like I need <laughs> almost to be with my daughter. So I was like, you know what? After I saw that job posting and they were looking for nurses, that's when I was like seeking that remote option. It was only until it was presented to me that I started to seek it. Before then, I was just trying to move into urgent care or something outside of the hospital. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, the, the motivation was, I guess, was really more you didn't know it was there, right? Until you found out it was right. there, that that's when it was appealing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then, yeah, yeah appreciate that, that feedback. <laughs> Hey there, Work From Home Forever fans. It's Don, your friendly host. If you're as passionate about the show and remote work as we are, we've got something special for you. Our exclusive merch. Explore the fantastic collection at wfhforever.com shop, featuring a range of official goodies curated by the Work From Home Forever team. Not only do these items let you showcase your love for remote work, but they also make fantastic gifts for your virtual teammates. Plus, every purchase goes a long way in supporting the show. We've teamed up with Etsy to fulfill your orders, ensuring a seamless and trustworthy shopping experience. Head over to wfhforever.com shop now. Discover the perfect style for you, and thank you for being a part of our community. Now, let's dive back into our exciting episode. Yeah. You, you know, you did talk about some of the trade-offs, right? And and like there was one trade-off, right? It was a the slight pay yeah. cut. So you talked about this impact that it had on your compensation. So can you expand more on the trade-offs? 
Yeah. So originally I was making more work in the hospital than I am right now working remote. It was like maybe like $3 different. But the more I sat there and was like, you know, thinking about taking a pay cut, I was like, am I really taking a pay cut though? Because number one, the hospital was charging me part coming to work, which is still, I was still paying that bill faithfully every month. Mm-hmm. I was charged to park. And then my gas bill, I mean, I lived almost an hour away from my hospital. So my gas bill was getting, was getting up there. It was getting very expensive. And then during this time in my life, my daughter, she had just been born. She was probably like five months. So I was like looking for childcare at that time, which is also expensive. I was trying to figure out if the pay cut was going to be, you know, if it was really going to, if I was putting that much more, if I was putting that money back into my pocket in a way. So I was like, you know, it's the only way to know was to try it. So, you know, I took, I took the pay cut and, you know, I feel like it was worth it. Honestly, my car, I don't, I only put gas in my car maybe once a week. If that, I don't like the, the, the pay for parking is still bothering me, but I don't have to pay for parking anymore. And with childcare, my mom helps me and my sister, she's a stay at home mom. So on the three days that I have to work, you know, they'll come and, you know, we'll make it work. So I feel like it was worth it. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. So, I mean, one of the things I, it's super important, right. Is to like understand, I mean, it's not just an individual decision, right. You've got a, your daughter and your family. So like, what was that process like when you had that conversation with your family, you know, that, that, Hey, I'm going to make less, but I'm going to be home more. So like, how was that received with the family? Um, you know, like if you can kind of talk us through yeah. like, it was dynamic. So initially, when I told my fiance I did not want to work at the hospital anymore, he was a little bit concerned. He was like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. And then I found this job and I told him, you know, I, I'll make a little less. I said, but, you know, for our daughter, I'll, I'll be here a little more. And he was he was fine with that. He embraced that um, 100%. He's a plumber. So the fact that I'm able to be at home with her as much as I am while he's able to work and save him on childcare too. I think he really appreciates that. Um, my family, we're we're close, we're tight knit. Everybody is very open to me working from home. They love it. I mean, they're they. I don't think they quite understand what I do, but they're like, hey, you know what? You make your money how you make your money. We'll do whatever you you know need us to do, and we'll be here for you. And so, having that support during that transition from in person nursing to virtual nursing was nice because. This is still new to me. The whole position, the virtual nursing thing was all new to me. You know, how was I going to adjust my virtual nursing practice? Was it going to look like on my career? Things like that. So, yeah, I feel like it was embraced very well with the family um, and everything. Good. Well, and then just tell your family or when this podcast airs, then they'll listen to it and they'll know exactly what to do. So Exactly. You don't have to keep repeating yourself. I know, right? Exactly. My grandma, she's nice. still so confused. She's like, and understandably so, you know, but she, she comes down to the house and she sees me in my scrub top, you know, and I'm in there, I'm, I'm making my dish lunch or something. She was like, are you working? I'm like, yeah, I'm taking a break, grandma. Really? How do you know you're taking a break? I'm like, grandma, like, I just tell him I can take a break and I'll go back to the computer. She was like, so that's just it? I'm like, yeah, grandma, that's it. That, that's it. She was like. This is some different stuff right here. She said, when I was going to work, I was going to work. I said, well, Grandma, I am going to work. I'm just at home doing it. <laughs> so, yeah. It's those generational differences, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So wait, just quick, just out of curiosity. So you mentioned you're, are you still in scrubs when you're working remotely? Oh, yeah, just yeah, so yeah. you, you know, like the patient has that visual. Yeah, I'm still in scrubs. Um, I try, we try to match the scrubs of the bedside nurse team that's on the floor so we can all look like a team, you know? So yeah, I definitely have to be in my scrubs because <laughs> just to give that look, that appeal, like, hey, I am the nurse. I am one of the RNs um, caring for you. I'm not a random person just up here FaceTiming you. I don't know. I don't know how would you feel if, okay. you know, you were laying right. in the hospital room and you saw your nurse pop stuff or something that wasn't scrubs. I don't know. How would you feel? Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I didn't think about it that way. I just figured, you know, with everything, with the remote work, people can sort of dress up, dress down. You know, you've seen the memes, yeah. right? Where, like, people are wearing shorts, you know, and they got their dress shirts uh, right. showing on camera and they're wearing shorts in the you know, bathrobe <laughs> in the background. But, uh. No, I guess it makes sense, right? Like you said, you got to be a cohesive unit and, and look the same and, you know, yeah. so that no, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I'll usually wear like a blue scrub top and then my bottoms will be whatever I want them to be. But definitely, yeah, having the scrub top on is a must. Okay. I For some reason, I didn't <laughs> expect that. I figured, you know, you could wear, it'd be like whatever, whatever your preferred dress would be. I feel so. like if it was doctors, it would be more acceptable to do that. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Because even the hospital, I don't know. I've done, okay. I've done like remote MD live, that kind okay. of stuff. And, you know, like when I've had a sinus infection or something and I don't remember the doctors wearing a lab coat exactly. or stethoscope, you know, I think they were, they were just wearing whatever yeah. sweater. And, uh, so. yeah. Um, even at the hospital, the doctors can wear, I feel like they can wear whatever. I mean, really they have their lab coat on or their white coat and then they, they dress it up underneath and everybody else walk around in scrubs. So <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. All right. Well, you looked up, you, you played the part, you looked the part on the camera exactly. then too. So that's exactly. awesome. Good. So Ava, if you can tell us more about your current work schedule, I know you mentioned your three on 12 days uh, or 12 hour days and four days off. So I don't know if you can tell us a little bit more about that and how does it help you manage the work-life balance? Yeah, sure. So full-time in nursing is 36 hours. So with that being said, I work three twelves in a week and then I'll have four to eight days off depending on how I set my schedule up. So with that being I was working that same schedule at the hospital, but I was rotating day and night shift and that was kind of affecting everything, my work life balance, body, because I was going working so many days during day shift and then trying to flip over to night shift and my body just could not catch up and that was not working for my work life balance. But with this job I only work straight days. So with that being said, if I'm from seven AM to 7 p.m., three days a week, I work, and then I'll be off. So it keeps me and my daughter on the same schedule. She Her sleep schedule is basically built around my work schedule, which really helps. Um, and so is my family schedule. So if I have to work certain days during the week, I'm like, hey, is anybody you know available to watch London on you know these days? And then I'll be off on all these days. So yeah, so it really works for my life right now. Because I do have a, a kid and I do still need my family or rely on my family for childcare. So we ate, we use that, we use this schedule to kind of work out who's available to help with that. So um, that's kind of how I manage work life balance. Same thing when I'm, you know, trying to figure out time to spend with my fiance. He works, he works six days a week and I work three. So like, we just try to make it work on Sundays, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we just try to make it work. So, and I can make my own schedule, which also helps a lot. So trying to keep the family dynamic, I guess, because sometimes when you're working, you know, 
your work schedule, especially if you can't make it, it disrupts your family, your family life a lot, you know, especially if you got kids and you got events that you want to go to and you can't because. So I guess I'm just saying the three days, working three days and then off the four to eight days, that's a good schedule for me. It works for my work life balance. Good. So Ava, you talked about your must haves from working from mm-hmm. home and two of the things I want to touch on was you talked about a walking mm-hmm. pad and your smartwatch. So how many miles do you log in a workday on the walking pad and, and what apps do you use to keep you on task with your smartwatch? So I actually don't walk until I get off of work um, because I feel like the treadmill is kind of loud and then I'm trying to talk to the patients and I'm breathing heavy and I'm sweating on camera. Like it's weird. So I just do it after. And the apps I use to keep me on track, first of all, my walking pad, it has an app on it. Is that walking pad? Is that like uh, one of those walking treadmills like under the desk thing? It is called KS Fit. And the goal was 10,000 steps. Like just try to get it in a day. That's the goal every day. So I use that app. And then I just use my smartwatch when I'm not on the walking pad just to track those steps. Because some days it gets really busy and I'm just sitting here and sitting here and sitting here. (laughs) And I look at my watch and I've only got 800 steps at like five o'clock. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dang, Ava. So um, I really had to get that walking pad. For the first few months I was working from home, I didn't have it. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, on my four days off, I'll just, you know, I'll go to the gym. That did not happen at all. So I was like, okay, I need to walk during my work day or after my work day to keep me moving around because, I mean, 12 hours just sitting that long or trying to sit and work for that long, no, not a good idea. But yeah. So the smartwatch and the walking pad, I need those. That's got to be, that's probably one of the downsides too, you know, in addition to the pay cut, right? Like, you know, that activity yeah. level. I mean, I, I can only imagine when you're a nurse walking up and down the floor for 12 hour shifts. Oh, yeah. I mean, how long is that? <laughs> I mean, you're probably logging, what, 20,000 yeah. 20, steps yeah, a day. Yeah, I was easily doing four or five miles, sometimes six. If I was working on certain units, I would do about six. But yeah, it was in between four to six miles. So yeah, it was, that was definitely different too. Well, Ava, I'm, I've enjoyed the conversation here. I've got a couple rapid fire questions mm. if you still have time before we before we wrap sure. up. All right, good. Question number one, what, what will work look like for you in 10 years? Work for me in 10 years? That is a great question. So I have just fallen in love with remote work or just working remotely, really in any capacity. So when I'm building out, as I'm building out Nursey Connect, which is my remote nurse staffing agency, this staffing agency will also be 100% remote. My recruiters will work remote. I will work remote. HR, this whole company will be remote. Okay, so that is the goal for me in the next 10 years. I'll still be practicing as a nurse, probably virtually, on and off, PRN. But the goal is to have this staffing agency be 100% remote. That way I can still run my business from anywhere in the world. Good. Uh, question number two. What needs to happen to reverse the trend of healthcare workers leaving the industry? Oh, that's a good question. What do we need to do to reverse the trend? Well, virtual nursing is a good start. I'm not going to lie to you. At one of the hospitals we're working at now, we've already decreased the rate of turnover by about 15%. So virtual nursing is effective. So I do, I really do believe it's a great start, but technology as it is rapidly evolving, like with AI and everything, I also think those that would be another key to um, keeping healthcare workers at the bedside 
really just using, you know, AI to streamline the day and the processes. Cause that's what, that's what really causes us to have a lot of burnout too, is like, we do a lot of like documenting back and forth and, you know, we're not spending like too much time with our patients. We're doing a lot of documenting and stuff. So just having that technology continue to evolve and help us streamline our work days, I feel like will is a good start to keeping more um, healthcare workers working in the setting, if that makes sense. It does. And I think back to Leah, who was just on the show a couple episodes or in season two, and she said, again, I'm not in healthcare, so I, I never knew this happened, right? But she was saying like the charting, yeah. right? I mean, that documentation work that needs to be done after your shift ends and it still needs to be logged that day sounds like if ai can solve it then uh that would keep people happy happier (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's like you work at two jobs like you're you're doing your hands-on with the patient Mm -hmm. okay that's cool but then you have to go back and document everything that you did and or try to document why you're doing it and that does take additional time so maybe artificial intelligence can get in there and work some magic for us (laughs) good All right. Question number three, what did you learn from your first boss that helped you shape your career? What did I learn from my first boss that helped me shape my career? That's a good question. What did I learn? This is not from my first boss, but it is from a boss. Can I still share it? (laughs) Yeah, go for it. Okay, so the company I'm at right now, the person that is running it has never touched a patient in healthcare, had never been in healthcare but it's killing it with this virtual nursing stuff. And, you know, I was like, all you have to do is really try if you want to get the things that you want in life. Okay. All you have to do is try. You don't have to know every little thing about every little thing. And I think I'm carrying that over into my business, uh, my staffing agency. Just try, just try and get the support that you need and grow what you need to grow in the way that you know how to do it. And then everything else will fall into place. Cause I was so surprised when we all got on that staff meeting and that's the first thing he said, I was like, wow. And you came and you have this product that's really changed the way that we deliver healthcare. I was, I was super inspired by that. So, and it's helping me shape my career at the moment. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, Ava, last question. As a Gen Z, what workplace norm from earlier generations do you disagree with? Um, Working for five days a week. Or any more than that, that's kind of ridiculous. And I think they're trialing that out, though, in different parts of the world. The four-day work week, working five days a week, no. Not talking about your pay. I think that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of cringe. Like, why Why can't I tell Sally I'm making 31 and she making 37? Like, what's wrong with that? Like, what is the actual issue with that? Is it because you don't want to pay me more? Like, I should be able to, you know, freely discuss that, I feel like. I don't know. All right. So four day work week and and uh, pay transparency, right? Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, Ava Bethe, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for opening my eyes on virtual nursing. I had no <laughs> idea it existed. Uh, I really appreciate the time you spent with us today. How can people get a hold of you if they want to connect with you about Nursey Connect or maybe find their virtual nursing job through your your staffing agency. Sure. So we are, uh, we have, we do have a website. It's nurseyconnect.com. So if you're interested um, in submitting a resume, you can go online and submit a resume there. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as Ava Bethay. And I also have um, a TikTok platform that a lot of people reach out um, to me 
through. It's called Remote RN. So y'all can reach me there. Um, employers, if they needed to, if they need a remote staff, they can also go to nurseyconnect.com. Perfect. Well, Ava, we will link to your TikTok, your website, and to your LinkedIn so everyone can find out the best way to get a hold of you. And thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. This was fun. All right. Yeah. Same. Take care. Okay. Thank you.